Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. And this is Coffee Break. It's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant, 459-8565. Thanks for joining us this morning. Do sure appreciate that. And kicking off the show with us, Katie Gallagher. Katie is in public relations out at St. Peter's South and someone who we rely on pretty heavily here because she helps us line up interviews and get information from the experts out there when we need them at St. Pete. So, Katie, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Troy. I, I, it's it's always fun to chat with you. You always assign other people. So, it, you know, it's fun to get you on, on the other end of this conversation. Yeah, I got I got I have to keep up my interview skills here. So, <laughs> um, so it's always fun to join you and not be, not be just listening in. Yeah, you got to draw the, your own short straw this morning, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe for folks that haven't heard you on the show before, um, because it has been a bit since uh, since you were on, can you tell them a little bit about yourself, what it is that you do out there? Yeah. So I'm the public relations manager um, at St. Peter's Health. I've been there about four years. Um, it has been a fast four years. So, Troy, that means that um, we've been working together for four years, yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's been some time. but. Yeah, I'm the public relations manager, and I like to tell people that my job is really about telling the stories of the, the 1,700 staff members um, at St. Peter's. And so I love my job, and I love being able to highlight all the amazing work um, that nurses and physicians and techs um, and patient access specialists and all the work that people do at St. Peter's to care for our community every day. Yeah, I mean, your your day's got to be pretty varied. I mean, there, there's just so many people that you work with. There's something new all the time, isn't there? Definitely, and especially with COVID. Um, so it has been um, a very interesting year to be in public relations. Um, it has been challenging, but also so rewarding um, to be to be part of informing the community about this global pandemic. Yeah, when it comes to getting important information out and, and trying to dispel bad information, you're sort of right there front lines, aren't you? Yeah, um, and, and you know, we're really lucky to be part of such a great community. We have great, you know, relationships with all the media partners and then the other organizations that we work closely with. Um, we've really grown our relationship with um, Lewis and Clark Public Health this year. And so it's really been a joint effort um, to get all the information out about COVID as well as just other health related topics in the community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, other conditions, illnesses, injuries, you know, they, they don't wait or care about COVID. And so, um, you know, while COVID has been a focus, there's there's plenty else going on that, that we need to get the information out about. Yeah. Katie Gallagher is the public relations manager out at St. Peter's Health. And uh, you, you definitely wind up sort of with your finger on the pulse of what's happening at the hospital. I mean, just because as we've said, you work with so many different people and different areas. You, you really have a pretty good handle on, on what's going on out there. You, you get to see the aerial view of what's happening. Yeah, and it is so much. Um, there is so much going on um, at your local healthcare system right now. And, you know, I, I think I've said it before, maybe even on this show, but I am in awe every single day um, of everything that goes on. You know, I, I walk into the hospital, and when I first started working in healthcare, um, I, I, you walk past the emergency department or the intensive care unit, and and just to pause and think about all the work that's happening within those walls to save people's lives, it's, it's pretty heavy. Um, and I, I just continue to be in awe and, and really prideful um, to see everything that's going on. We've been talking a lot recently about the mobile crisis response team at St. Peter's um, and just community paramedicine and being able to highlight these 
really innovative programs that are happening um, at the local healthcare system is just so cool, um, and it and it is so varied, right? Um, from mental health to to your you know traditional um, emergency medicine, um, there's just always something going on, and it's a 24/7 operation. Um, which you know in public relations that means you know things never stop. Um, so so yeah, it is it is an awesome job, and it's it's really great to be able to promote all the things that are happening. And Katie Gallagher is our guest this morning on Coffee Break. And uh, as you said, it's it, it's not all COVID, but that is sort of, you know, it, it's in the spotlight. And uh, when we're talking COVID vaccine, the folks out there at St. Pete's, of course, very involved with the effort out at the fairgrounds. Um, for people who maybe haven't been out there and kind of seen how that's all working and, and all that, can you explain sort of what's happening there? Yeah, so it is really a community affair, and we are just one small piece um, of what is happening at the fairgrounds, and it is such a collaborative effort. Um, it's pretty amazing, and it works really slick. Um, it's it's just to go out there and, and see it is is great. So um, it is a collaboration between Lewis and Clark Public Health. They are really leading the charge out there. Um, St. Pete's, Peerview, uh, Carroll College is involved. The Blue Cross Blue Shield caravan program, and then we have a lot of supporting agencies um, that, that make that possible. And most notably, it's Elkhorn Coads, so that's um, Community Organizations Active in Disaster. So Elkhorn Coad isn't just one organization, it's a compilation of nonprofits from across the community. Um, and their role has been to organize um, most of the volunteers who are out there. So every day, there's about 50 um, largely volunteers out there making those clinics possible. Um, and that has all been organized through organizations that are part of Elkhorn Coad. So when we say it's a community affair, it, it really is. There are community members out there making vaccination possible in yeah. our community. And they've, they've been out there in all elements. So I, I, I actually think that... Um, you know, there is not anything that the weather can throw at them that, that they haven't seen. Um, they were out there in negative 25 in their snowmobile suits out there guiding traffic. Um, and so it, it has really been um, a great collaborative effort um, between all of these organizations to, to make vaccination efficient. Um, they do eight shots every six minutes out of the fairgrounds when the clinic is running. And so it's, it's a pretty impressive site out there. Yeah, it flows through really, really well. And, uh, you know, from talking with multiple people, we've had folks from all the other counties in Montana almost and from other states showing up here, calling people on the phone saying, we hear your place works really well. How do you do it? I mean, this has sort of been a model for at least the state, if, if not portions of the country. Yeah, yes, I know Lewis and Clark Public Health have gotten plenty of phone calls. And really, um, a lot of this credit goes out to Peerview as well. You know, they set up that model for, for their mass um, COVID testing efforts. And so a lot of the model of the drive-through at the fairgrounds was, was already set up prior to testing by Peerview. Um, and so a, a lot of credit goes to Ben and Jill Seeley and the team out at Peerview for, for having that run very smoothly and then working to transition that into a vaccination site with so many other partners coming in to, to support the effort. Right. And as you said, you know, about 50 people out there, and this has been going on for a while. I mean, I, I think if people sit down and think about it, there's been 50 people out there pretty much every day for very many days right now. That that's impressive because you would think at some point people start to go, well, I think I've helped enough. I'm, I'm tired of this. I can't do it anymore. It, that's not happening. 
No, it is it's it's fun out there. I I like going out there. Um, you know, I have to check in every once in a while to you know put up a sign or something, and and it's really fun. One of the one of the coolest elements I think of the the site out there is the retired medical professionals who have um, come out of retirement to assist. And so um, there are retired physicians, a lot of retired physicians and nurses. Um, who, who are coming out to, to give the vaccinations. Dr. Don Skillman um, is a former infectious disease physician at St. Peter's, and, and he has been out there almost every day um, lately supporting the effort and been really re integral to supporting um, the Caravan's mobile clinics in our community, so bringing vaccination to rural communities as well as um, more vulnerable populations. The Caravan the other day actually did a clinic um, at God's Love. And so Dr. Skillman, the peer review team, the Caravan team did a clinic to reach um, phase 1B plus eligible folks at God's Love. And so um, really, really working to bring the vaccination to, to vulnerable and rural communities like Lincoln, Augusta, and Craig. Yeah, well, and the numbers keep picking up in terms of doses that we're getting. I mean, it feels, it, it, it kind of feels simultaneously like it's such a small number uh, but it, it also feels like it's a snowball going downhill, and we are picking up some momentum here. Yeah, I believe the last I looked, um, I think over 18,000 people in Lewis and Clark County have received at least their first dose. And so, um, you know, vaccine supply continues to be to be one of the, the largest barriers. We definitely have the infrastructure to, to get vaccine out, but um, vaccine supply... Um, you know, it's contingent on, on getting the vaccine. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. We, we often say this is a global supply and demand issue. Every community across the country and many, many communities across the world are, are doing the same thing that we're doing. So it really is a historic effort. Katie Gallagher is the public relations manager out at St. Peter's Health. We've got a few minutes left with her this morning. And th there's something that's going on, uh, certainly related out there at the fairgrounds, uh, support restaurants, fuel volunteers. What's going on there, Katie? What is that? Yeah, so that's the real reason I wanted to join you today. This is my area of expertise. So I leave the vaccination up up to the up to the experts. Um, but yeah, so we we found early on in the vaccination effort that we had so many volunteers out there that we 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 wanted to and medical professionals we wanted to find some way to to thank them to keep them coming back and to to really fuel them. And then that also coincided with people coming through the drive-through and being really impressed by what they saw and saying, how can, how can we help? Or they would bring a plate of brownies or a plate of cookies for the volunteers. And, and unfortunately, we, have to, we, can't, we can't take homemade goods. And so we had people coming through saying, wow, this is impressive. I want to support this effort. Combined with our desire, you know, to think and, and literally fuel when it's negative 20 outside, we, we need volunteers to, to, to have fuel. Um, and those two things coincided, um, and then we, you know, got to thinking about how, how hard restaurants have been hit locally um, during the pandemic and really wanting to support restaurants. So we put it all together and created a program called Support Restaurants, Fuel Volunteers. Um, and so this is in addition to... The, the huge efforts of the Elkhorn Co-Ad to bring snacks and coffee each day for the volunteers. So nonprofits in our community have been so instrumental in making sure that they have snacks and, and coffee to stay warm. And so that's been a separate effort, and that's, that's notable and impressive in and of itself. But the, the support restaurants who volunteers is a meal, basically, that we're able to provide people who volunteer um, or who are out there supporting um, each day out at the fairgrounds. And so how it works is um, community members 
sign up and they choose their favorite restaurant and they purchase 20 meals um, from that restaurant. It has to be, you know, individually packaged um, meals, and then they drop it off and, and bring it out to the fairgrounds. And so it's just one way that we can support our local restaurants yeah. and a way that we can thank our volunteers um, and a way that people people can be involved in the effort, even if they're not out there directing traffic. And if they're thankful that they got their vaccine, it's just, just one way to say thank you. So how many meals to this point have been donated through the program? Yeah, so I, I was doing the math this morning, and it's, it's not exact, and math is also not my thing, but um, it looks like we have about 1,180 meals um, that have been donated to date um, through this program out at the fairgrounds. That's a lot, and, and that's a significant, I mean, obviously it's taking care of the people that are out there, but there's a lot of money going back into our local restaurants as well. Yeah, so also, and not an exact number, but, but with some guesstimation, you know, we don't know how much each person spends because um, it depends on the restaurant that they choose. But if you if you take kind of a $10 average, you know, you're looking at a, a, around $12,000 um, that has been spent over the last, um, I think, about a month and a half um, at local restaurants. And so, um, it, it, you know, not, not a little bit of money. Um, and right. I, I think, um, you know, most people are spending, you know, 200 to $400 um, Per, per sponsorship and so that, that that's that's a nice little bump um, yeah. for, for some of these do, folks do you, do you have any uh, I mean now, now's your shot you got the uh, you got the mic as it were do, do you want to <laughs> shout out anybody for this thing yeah there's been so many so I, I, I looked at it this morning so there's been 55 donors um, who have stepped forward to do this so far and I, I would like to just say that it's, it's been individual so it's been people who have come through gotten their shot and been like wow this is really cool um and and, and sponsored um businesses have also stepped up to purchase meals and then also we've had nonprofit organizations and churches um bring in meals as well so it really runs the gamut um as far as who has has contributed um and so many restaurants have been supportive i couldn't list them all um but you know, we've had Chili O'Brien's out there. They the, the fun one was on St. Patrick's Day. So somebody donated a corned beef and hash dinner to, to all the volunteers um, out there from Chili O'Brien's on St. Patrick's Day. So um, I, I couldn't go through, you know, the, the dozens of restaurants yeah. and dozens of volunteers. But it really has been anywhere from the Painted Pot downtown to 406 Recycling to SoFi. Um, as well as, you know, LifePoint Church has been out there to support it. Um, it has it has really been a diverse group um, of folks who have stepped up to do yeah. this. Well done, Helena. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, how does it work if people want to help, uh, Katie? Any rules here? Any, like, where do they find out more and how, how can they help out? Yeah, so so the main rule um, is that, that things do need um, to be from from a restaurant, so so no homemade items, um, pre-packaged and individually um, packaged. So you know things like burritos, right, that are individually wrapped. And we have had pizza out there, which is fine. Um, we just need a heads up on that so we can get somebody out there who can actually serve it um, to the folks um, who, who are coming through the volunteers. But, um, you know, just thinking of things that it's really grab and go for folks at the end of the day. We've mm -hmm. had a lot of um, great harvest, for instance, that has been a popular choice, and they'll do people will do the, the paper sack sandwich chip combo, right? Because a lot of times this is at the end of a shift and people just want to head home, but it's great for them to have something to take with them. So grab-and-go items are, are excellent. Um, and then if people want to sign up, 
Uh, the meal train, it's a meal train, so think about, you know, if somebody has a baby, right, you set up a meal train on, on, on the web and, and folks drop by meals for the family, and, and we're using the same platform for this. And so it's kind of a messy, long URL, so we've created a link on our website, sphealth.org. If you just go to the vaccination page, you can access it there. And I do believe, and I didn't check before the show, but I also believe it's on the county's hub site, so the county's vaccination hub that has okay. a ton of resources. I also believe you can access it there. Perfect. Katie Gallagher, she's the public relations manager out at St. Peter's Health and food train manager as well, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and other duties as assigned. Yeah. Katie, thanks so much for hanging out with us this morning. Yeah, thank you, Trey. Stick around. There's more coffee break coming up. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back. This is Coffee Break. It's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. And Jamie Larice is finishing out the show with us today. Jamie's been on with us before. She's the wellness promotion developer and an educator out at St. Peter South. Jamie, thanks for chatting today. Yeah, you're welcome. You know the drill, Jamie. First, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Jamie Larice? Sure. Um... Idaho native who's here in Montana. I've been a dietitian uh, for about over 10 years, and my job now revolves around promoting all sorts of wellness. I'm also a certified tobacco treatment specialist, so anything wellness, I want to be able to promote that to our own community. Yeah, so in, in terms of what you do out at St. Peter's Health, it's a lot like Katie in that you're, you're doing something different all the time. Exactly. Wellness never to be needed. So we as a health system, we always want to promote well care over sick care. And so our promotion activities um, are always changing, but they're always positive. Yeah. So how long have you been doing this out at St. Pete's? Uh, I think I'm going on five years now. Okay. And, and why, right? Like why, why do what you do? Why is this your focus? Why what, this particular lane of medicine? Well, preventative medicine really is the way that we are moving in our own healthcare systems, especially when reimbursements uh, for um, care is really based on value rather than just people coming in and getting treated. And so, you know, the old adage, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, really rings true. And it's good for us when we treat people who are sick that we are also being a part of our community and trying to impose as much preventative care as we can. People are going to get sick no matter what. They're always going to need a hospital and a health system. But the more that we can do to create a healthier community, the better for everyone. Well, and this is National Nutrition Month. So this is a big month for you. 
Yeah, <laughs> this is a big month. National Nutrition Month has actually been around since about 1973. And it is an effort by the uh, governing Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics to really promote health, not only um, in health systems, but just across the nation. And so the whole month really is meant to be a celebration and to be able to give um, professionals like myself and communities key messages that the governing board of dietetics really wants to push out to communities in regards to celebrating good nutrition. Yeah. Jamie LaRice is our guest on Coffee Break today. She is the wellness promotion developer out there at St. Pete's and nutrition, of course, uh, pretty important. Uh, th th there's so many diets out there. You just go scan in the book section at uh, at the library or any bookstore. Every one of them is the answer, right? And that means there's a lot of answers out there, and it's easy to see why people get confused and why people get frustrated. Yeah, of course. I think we have moved so far away from the simplicities of what good nutrition is, and that's in part, you know, by our food industry. But really what the message is, is being able to learn skills, to be able to create tasty meals and enjoy them. It's really about meal planning with healthy foods and enjoying those at work, at school, at home, and quite frankly, using food as medicine and being able to not focus specifically on just one healthy food, but rather eating a variety of nutritious and tasty foods every day. And then if there is any issue and someone wants to learn more or find the appropriate answers that aren't in a book, it's really important that those people seek out a registered dietitian who is the authority of everything regarding nutrition. Yeah, and circumstances are different for everyone, of course, but are there at least some general recommendations that fit most, most of us when it comes to just being a little bit more healthy in terms of what we eat? Yes, no matter who you are we all require the same prescription as humans. We can only survive without food for three to four weeks. And so when we think about food being medicine, all of us need food to survive. So the underlying message for anybody, regardless of their situation or their health condition, is to eat nourishing foods from the five food groups if you can, which include most notably fruits and vegetables. If you can do anything to increase your health when it comes to nutrition, it's eating more fruits and vegetables, but also including very good quality protein sources that are both meat and non-meat. Also including more whole grains in our diet that have the fiber and the nutrition intact. And then of course, if you are able to have dairy products, making sure that you are incorporating those in your daily diet. And if you aren't able to, looking to a registered dietitian to help you gather those vitamins and minerals that are located in those particular food groups. Yeah, Jamie LaRice is finishing our show today with us talking uh, Nutrition Month on Coffee Break. And it's tough to stick when we talk about diets and stuff like that. I mean, it it's super hard to stick with those long term. Most diets, most dieters, ultimately, they fail in the long run, don't they? Yeah, I think it's because people want the quick fix. And one thing really is, a diet is just a pattern of eating. And so we've misconstrued the word diet to always indicate weight loss or something. And really, it's just a pattern of eating. And so when we think about National Nutrition Month or the recently published Dietary Guidelines for Americans, it's really about the pattern of eating. And what we want to do is choose more nourishing foods. It's not about saying no to anything, but it is about assessing your own food patterns and saying, how do I feel? 
feel? Do I feel good after eating? And am I getting a solid foundation of utilizing food as medicine? And if you are, then you're doing a good job. So as a dietitian, um, you mentioned sort of generalities, that sort of thing, but maybe give you another shot to, to, to take a crack at it for us this morning because, you know, as Americans, we, we, we've got to get it drilled through our heads, of course. What's something that we can do, all of our listeners can do, just to improve nutrition? Is it? I mean, does I'd it come down to, like you said, just fruits and vegetables? Is that the biggest thing? I mean, we could survive off fruits and vegetables, but we wouldn't be surviving very well. The one thing I would say to everybody is being able to eat more food over food product. We have two choices when we go to the grocery store. We are either eating food or we're eating food products. And a really great way to distinguish between the two is look at the ingredient list of the food packages that you're eating. If you could not get all of the ingredients listed in the ingredient list, which are only accessible by food manufacturers, then you know you're not eating real food. And so my advice to everybody, eat more real food over food product. Yeah, and so more than a, more, more than a diet, we're talking about uh, just about our lifestyle and our, and our eating habits, right? Exactly. It's all about a pattern of eating. And the new Dietary Guidelines for Americans slogan is every bite counts. So even if you're just getting a simplified, more nourishment in your diet every day, understand that every bite that you take of solid nourishment from real food is going to make a difference. So Jamie has told me this morning, all I have to do is take one bite of broccoli. So I'm going to take that home with me <laughs> and say it's it's in the it's in the regs. Jamie says one bite of broccoli counts. Uh, Jamie Larice is with us on Coffee Break this morning. We've got one minute left, Jamie. Uh, any what are the good places for people to go to learn more? Help us cut through the clutter and, and, and direct us to the right place. Sure. The most reputable sources are going to be those that are out of our government or out of our education system. So any website that you're looking up, if it has .org, .edu, or .gov behind it, then you know that that's solid advice. And as I've mentioned before, the 2020 to 25 Dietary Guidelines for Americans have just been published by the USDA. They are online, and it gives all the tips and tricks and messages to really understand that that's the science-based evidence uh, beyond just eating real food. And then lastly, the American, uh, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is the governing board for all registered dietitians at eatright.org, has a multitude of resources and anything that anyone wants to know about nutrition, including finding a dietitian based on your zip code. Jamie Larice, she is the wellness promotion developer, an educator out there at St. Peter's Health. And also Katie Gallagher, we talked with her in the first half, the public relations manager out there. Uh, thanks to you both for taking time to chat with us this morning and for doing what you do to help keep us healthy. You bet. Thanks for having me. That's all the time we have on Coffee Break. Catch you back here tomorrow. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, head on over, give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.